Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, we have Roy Gal from the Institute for Astronomy, and uh, he's here to tell us about the NASA Space Apps Challenge. And uh, then we'll be joined by Dr. Rebecca Chung and Dr. Tyler Ray, and they'll be here to talk about the UH Innovation Program and something called Patent to Product Program. But first, I want to welcome back to the show. It's been a while, but uh, we've got Roy Gal from the Institute for Astronomy, and there is a NASA Apps Challenge that's been going on for oh, probably a better part of uh, I don't know, eleven years now, and it's coming up again. So, Roy, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. It's good to be back, Bert. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I I, I miss those uh, conversations about exoplanets. So we have to get that going again. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of work in that field, and <laughs> some of the Space Apps challenges are related to that, so maybe we can chat about that. Sure. So, Space Apps Challenge, uh, how many years have you been doing this? This is actually only my second year doing it, um, and we're actually the second year that we're doing it both in person and virtual at the Institute for Astronomy in Manila, where people can join us online. Okay, so, so this is coming up, coming up in, in uh, October. Uh, and uh, what is it that you're featuring or wanting to feature in this Space Apps Challenge? What are you giving folks that want to participate uh, in terms of resources to build applications around? So the challenge is the weekend of October 7th and 8th, and we're going to do it on-site 9 to 5 both days, but the hackathon runs basically until 11 p.m. on Sunday night when you've got to submit your finished apps. Mm-hmm. and. NASA has set this challenge up with 31 different challenges that you can choose from. So if people visit the spaceappschallenge.org website, they can explore the hackathon and see what the challenges are. And we just want to get people who might not always be thinking about astronomy, but might be interested in coding or graphics or presentations or climate or Earth observations seeing what NASA has to offer in terms of data and uh, playing around with it and see what you can do with all the amazing data that's out there. And, and, and Roy, are, are, the, uh, uh, are there any subject matter, res- uh, subject matter experts that are going to be involved uh, for people that might be interested but might not have the, you know, the in-depth knowledge that, that you might have uh, in astronomy? Yeah, and actually my knowledge is not in-depth on many of these challenges. So NASA is actually providing subject matter experts who will be available virtually for consultation Mm -hmm. for each challenge. So if you come uh, to our event or you can participate virtually, you'll have access to those people through a dedicated channel that's set up for each challenge. And I'll be here in person. My colleague, Kurt Dodds, who's our IT specialist, will be hosting the hybrid virtual part. And NASA is actually sending uh, one of their staff out to our event. And we're one of four sites around the world that's getting a staff member, and we're going to participate in an Instagram Live on Saturday evening as a part of the global hackathon. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if people wanted to participate in person over at the Institute for Astronomy, what, what is it that they would perhaps experience? Would they be sort of like uh, a typical ha- hackathon, you know, maybe... Uh, team formation, you know, maybe sequestered in respective corners and everybody's working on, you know, their sort of ideation around some application? 
no, we're not interested in torturing the participants. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we have uh, open spaces. Our library is now a big meeting room. We also have uh, Wi-Fi out in our courtyard, which is a really nice space. Mm-hmm. covered. And when people register, they'll just register for the Honolulu site, and they won't see much. But we're going to collect the people who are registered and then ask them what challenges they're interested in. And you could register as an individual or as a team. And we're going to try to group people who are interested in the same challenges into teams so that they can work together and have an idea of what they're working on. And then we'll be there to hang out with them, um, to help them along. And then we'll break for lunch. We'll go over to Manoa Marketplace and grab some lunch. And uh, like I said, we'll do the Instagram Live. So we're going to try to make it a kind of fun thing. We'll Mm -hmm. have check-ins along the way. Maybe we'll do little contests with little prizes, little giveaways uh, during the day for the people who are there. And so... We want this to be fun uh, and educational and informative for the participants. Now, now sometimes hackathons will uh, have people stay overnight and work through the night and just you know kind of like torture themselves to the extent where you know they've spent uh, the next you know last forty eight hours a week doing something. Uh, do they do they, do you have a uh, like a, a daily sort of end date where they can go home and then they come back? Or what's what's yeah. the routine? Uh, on site, we're going to just be open till five o'clock probably each day mm-hmm. because we do have security issues and things like that. Um, but then the groups can continue to work virtually um, throughout the night if they so choose. It's entirely up to them how much they want to put into it. And I, I want to let the listeners know that you don't have to be a coder to participate. You don't have to be a, a hardcore app developer or coder. Um, some of these. Uh, Projects are like create a work of art using synthetic aperture radar data. Um, you can uh, create activities for kids to understand eclipses. So you can be a teacher, an educator. You can be an artist. You can be a writer. You could be good at presenting because you want to make a little presentation about the project at the end. So we can have all kinds of people working together to make these things. Uh, and Roy, uh, who would be your ideal participant? Is it is it uh, IFA students or could it be high school students? Who are you looking for? I'm looking for anyone. So I don't want it just to be our astronomers for sure. I would love to see high school and even sometimes middle school students. Mm-hmm. It would be cool to have students with their teachers. It can be members of the general public, amateur astronomers, um, geologists, um, uh, anyone who, you know, coders, uh, gamers, mm-hmm. anyone, uh, robot builders, that kind of thing. Or even people who are just interested in doing things for the community. Some of the projects are like mapping data for societal benefit is one of the challenges. Mm-hmm. Or here's one that's really relevant to us. Challenges, managing fire, increasing community-based fire management opportunities. That's something we really know Hawaii needs right now. So if you're interested in contributing to you know, helping prevent the next fire disaster here, maybe that's something you'd be interested in. And you're, if you do natural resources management, then you'd be able to talk about that. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I assume once the applications are submitted, there's a judging uh, period and, and an uh, announcement of, of who might have uh, gotten some recognition. When, when, is, when is that going to happen? Well, I don't remember the um, timeline for the judging so we judge the local, we'll have local judges who will judge our entries and then pass them on up to NASA judges who mm-hmm. will then pick the sort of national and, and global winners. Um, it takes uh, maybe a month or two. Uh, one of our teams last year got an honorable mention for their app. 
So um, that's, but I don't know the the timeline off the top of my head. Well, yeah, no problem. I mean, I uh, please keep me posted, uh, you know, for any uh, recognition that some of our local teams might might get. But uh, uh, where can people find out more about it and sign up and uh, get involved? So the URL is in one word spaceappschallenge.org. And then there's a login or sign up button. And when you do that, you can choose the Honolulu location. And once we get that info, probably next week, we'll send out a questionnaire to people to see what um, challenges they're interested in. So NASA's Space Apps website collects the basic registration info, and then we take it from there to Sounds get people organized and send them the information. Sounds good. Mahalo, Roy, for joining us. All right, thanks. And, of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Dr. Rebecca Chung and Dr. Tyler Ray to talk about the UH Innovation Program and the Patent-to-Product Program. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Hastings and Pleadwell, a communication company. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe, and uh, we're right here on Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Bert Lum, and with me today, I have Dr. Rebecca Chung and Dr. Tyler Ray, and they're both here to talk about a innovation program over at the university, and uh, it's called Patent to Product, and I want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. I think this is the first time for both of you, right? Yes, that's correct. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, glad to be here. And I want to give you a chance to do uh, some introductions. So I, I want to, I know this is a, a system sort of project that's uh, coming out of the Office of Innovation and Commercialization. And, and maybe I'll, I'll start with uh, uh, Rebecca, if you can kind of tell me, uh, where is this emanating from? And, and, and it basically is something that is available for the entire system, UH, across the entire state, right? Yes, that's correct. So let me introduce myself. I'm Rebecca Chung, Associate Director of Innovation Programs with a hybrid role in technology transfer in the Office of Innovation and Commercialization at uh, the University of Hawaii. And so our office's uh, mission is to protect, manage, market, and commercialize technologies that are developed across the 10 campuses statewide. And so I work very closely with researchers such as faculty like Dr. Tyler Ray here to identify innovations in his work and protect the intellectual property in his work and also collaborate together to strategize next steps on how we can uh, mature the technology and really progress it toward commercialization. So in in terms of uh, the idea of working with uh, intellectual property that's coming out of the university, this is something that's not, not new, right? I mean, this is something that the university has always been interested in, in nurturing, cultivating, and, and advancing. So how does, how does your role in it perhaps um, give it new life? Absolutely. So technology transfer is critical for um, translating research discoveries within laboratories um, in academia into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So we help facilitate and catalyze that process beginning with intellectual property protection, um, typically in the form of patents, and which then we strategize how we can leverage this intellectual property for future business um, strategy development. 
And and uh, Dr. Tyler Ray, I mean, how did how did uh, Rebecca find you? How does what's the connection that brought you into the program? Uh, no, that's a that's a great question. Um, so I guess uh, as, uh, by way of introduction, uh, I joined UH in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, to help launch a biomedical engineering program, and so my group is really focused on um, technology and leveraging technology to improve healthcare. Um, we're really focused on leveraging innovation uh, to develop platforms to allow us to provide health care um, for all people, regardless of location. And so a lot of that requires developing new sensing methods, new ways of manufacturing devices. And that, by nature, is something that connects us into kind of the Office of Innovation. Um, and we're very interested in thinking about how do we translate the you know, exciting work that's happening here at UH in our labs uh, into real products that can actually benefit people. And so um, really early on, um, I got connected to uh, Rebecca, um, and it's just been a, a fantastic relationship as we, we kind of navigate um, how do we you know, patent ideas, how do we uh, develop licensing structures, how do we work with companies, um, and so her um, interact, you know, her guidance and the office's guidance on that is just really instrumental for um, really leveraging this innovation. So, so Tyler, your area is is uh, you're a mechanical engineer. That, that's correct. That, that's per- that's correct. I'm a mechanical engineer. Um, all of my degrees are in mechanical engineering, uh, but I really work at this kind of uh, kind of interdisciplinary uh, area of. Um, biomedical engineering of wearable devices. And so we really harness a lot of the ideas that are in traditional mechanical engineering, mm-hmm. uh, manufacturing, sensing, um, but we're leveraging kind of this emerging focus on uh, concepts like additive manufacturing, 3D printing, uh, wearable devices. Um, and so mechanical engineers are really at this perfect intersection of uh, knowing a little bit about all, a lot of the different engineering areas and, and integrating that. Um, into kind of new products, and and uh, Rebecca, when when you first sort of reached out and connected with Tyler, uh, you know, in terms of looking for projects and and products, were there patents that were already kind of uh, developed, and and how did you get a sense as to you know bringing the right team in to further nurture? You know that particular IP, and and I, what I'm what I'm also trying to get at is, uh, and both of you can kind of chime in here. Was it was it tied to a class or was it more tied to uh, particular students and and of course, uh, you know, Dr. Tyler Ray. I mean, obviously, you're very much involved with the the development of the patent. So, uh, what what comes first? Was it did it kind of come out of a class? Did it come out of a a patent that that somebody came, you know came up with, and and uh, Rebecca, I mean, how do you nurture that process? Right. So, Bert, you've actually highlighted the different mechanisms of how our office or how I get connected to researchers. So, uh, one of the ways is for researchers to complete uh, what's called an invention disclosure form. So, when they 
come to this realization that there is something unique, novel, and innovative, they complete this form, which creates a formal record with our office. Mm -hmm. Basically, it creates a signal for us to reach out to the researchers to get to know the work in greater detail and um, determine whether the technology is patentable, um, and then we take it from there. Um, Also, outreach is very uh, core component of my role. I'm always really eager to build relationships with researchers at the university and get to know the work that they're doing in the lab, um, future directions and how they want to take their research. And um, also in that process, get to know the people uh, within their research group. So a lot of the students could be undergraduate students, graduate students, Um, and postdocs, and how can we work together to support not only advancing the technology further, but supporting the professional development for the amazing talents that are executing this groundbreaking research. And then, Tyler, when you, um, I think the the project that was getting some attention and attraction is this, uh, it's a date date rape sort of drug detection ring, And, and that involves the patent it involves some creation of some um, actual uh, a ring and you know at what stage is it and are how did you put together your team I mean obviously it involves you but are there others that are helping to develop this particular product Uh, absolutely no and that's um, a great point and you know for me here with the innovation you know it really is a privilege to work with just an incredible set of talented students from the undergrads, graduate uh, students, but also postdocs in my lab, but also just at the university. That's one of the really fun parts of my job is really in, uh, interacting with these just really talented and creative individuals. And so I can't take I can't take credit for this idea. This is entirely the idea of a very talented chemist, Dr. Kaylee Clark, mm-hmm. um, who's a postdoctoral fellow in my lab. And so she joined last year and um, is really focused on coming up with ideas. Uh, that harness kind of her experience in sensing very difficult to sense um, molecules, targets, things like that, Um, and then leveraging those uh, technologies into real products. And so um, when we learned about, you know, the Patents to Products program, she was very excited about it, and we thought this was a really perfect fit for her because she's interested in kind of this translational research. And so she came up with the idea um, of, of essentially this ring that allows us to discreetly and rapidly test to see if a drink's been spiked. And so, unfortunately, this is a very serious issue. Uh, there are many people that uh, know others mm-hmm. um, or have been affected themselves by, uh, you know, spiked drinks. And so she's really um, focused on having kind of a very elegant, um, simple device that allows somebody to essentially enjoy a night out um, while feeling safe and secure. And so. We're really at the kind of, we have some technology that we've developed and we're trying to figure out how do we turn this into a real product. And that is, you know, if we will segue into the patent to products program, what this is designed uh, to give Dr. Clark the training necessary to think about how do I take my idea uh, and turn it into an actual product. And so she has the resources of the lab and this program to really uh, make that happen. Well, you know, that's a that's a great segue into what I, I wanted to talk to Rebecca about. And, and, and uh, you know, Tyler, you've kind of helped sort of set the stage for that because the next phase would be, you know, going into the program. And I was curious about 
what the program entails and and who participates in the program is it going to be a uh you know a, a student or or is it a, a already a team is it a, a startup that's that's kind of getting involved so i want to hold that thought we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with dr rebecca chung and dr tyler ray and we're talking about innovation at the university of hawaii this is bite marks cafe Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors, Bavarian Motor Experts, and Chaminade University. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and uh, I'm right here on HPR One. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Dr. Rebecca Chung and Dr. Tyler Ray, and about the innovations that are coming out of the Office of Innovation and Commercialization, and we're talking about a program called Patent to Product. And the example that we're uh, kind of focusing in on is uh, a product that, uh, um, I guess, a doctoral student has, has developed, uh, a date rape drug detector ring. And, and uh, Tyler was telling us about how the concept is really novel and could lead to not only patentable um, intellectual property, but also a product. So I guess, Rebecca, how, does, how, how do you envision moving this to the next phase? And, and who's involved? Is there a, is there a startup that's uh, getting kind of forma- you know, a formation? And uh, Tyler, are you involved with that? I mean, how, how does this go to the next point of, of actual building a viable startup and product? And then that's right, so for Rebecca, me, yeah, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> so let me first introduce this new and exciting program that we have recently launched at the University of Hawaii. So the Patents to Products program is a innovation fellowship program that we have created as part of a $2.4 million grant supported by the Office of Naval Research in efforts to help expand innovation pathways and opportunities um, at the university and also within the state. And so the mission of this program is to educate and empower our academic innovators to by providing them uh, transdisciplinary training so that the participants can broaden their perspective by developing an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, and so gaining that business fluency will help support them to advance the development of these technologies that they're working on alongside their faculty. And this fellowship is one year, it provides one year of funding support for the fellow, as well as a $10,000 research stipend. And so this is particularly for promising PhD students and postdoctoral scholars. And so Dr. Kaylee Clark, we are so grateful to be working closely with her in this inaugural cohort of the Patents to Products program. And so, uh, yeah, so Dr. Dr. Clark, who is uh, perhaps the key person to this, uh, is it a program that, that she goes through as an individual or how does, a, is there a team that's sort of forming around her? Right. So in our inaugural cohort, we have seven patents to products fellows who will navigate through this program together. Um, each of them are working on individual research assignments that they have proposed. And in terms of the science 
scientific execution. This is overseen by the faculty sponsor. So for mm-hmm. Dr. Kaylee Clark's case, she's working very closely with Dr. Tyler Ray. Um, and so our goal uh, through this program is for us to complement the scientific training that they're already gaining um, by broadening their perspective to uh, gain that innovation capacity. And so through the program, these fellows are receiving intellectual property training, technology transfer guidance from our Office of Innovation and Commercialization. They're um, participating in lean startup methodology training for an opportunity to assess the commercial landscape around their technology. They are also going to be receiving industry mentorship, so they really understand the landscape around the work that they're performing in the lab. And so the mission is really to translate these innovative ideas into meaningful commercialization opportunities. And so by the end of the program, you're absolutely right, Bert. You know, exploration of potentially a startup formation uh, or a licensing opportunity to co-develop with an industry partner. These are some of the outcomes that we anticipate to see following uh, completion of the Patents to Products program. And so some of the uh, expertise that you will, you will uh, introduce your, your fellows to, uh, would they, and you mentioned industry, <clears throat> so there's uh, obviously private sector uh, involvement. Are you also uh, sort of engaging with some of the innovation that's coming out of, uh, you know, Scheidler and, and Pace uh, up, at the, up at the university? How does, how does that interaction occur and is there is there one uh absolutely we are ecosystem partners in terms of industry uh mentorship so this grant is actually quite unique we are um launching these programs in collaboration with uh, university alaska fairbanks and university rhode island given our landscape of um, coastal communities and leveraging each of our respective um, expertise in growing our ecosystem. And so together, we're actually establishing a venture mentorship network, which I think has some overlap as, with um, the folks over at Pace. Mm, okay. And and uh, Tyler, how do you see yourself as a, as a uh, faculty sponsor uh, being involved? You, you want to involve to the to the degree that your fellow is involved, or uh, how does how does your role kind of play out in this? Uh, great question. I um, I'm very passionate about training students um, and providing opportunities for the students both in my lab and in my classes uh, to really have the freedom to explore and to innovate. And so um, I have experience in developing startups and patenting um, other ideas. Um, and I believe you had some guests on earlier in your program a, a week or two ago uh, talking about like the SBAR program. And so opportunities like that to really start an idea in a lab, nucleate mm-hmm. uh, kind of a, a, a basic product and really drive that into companies or uh, creation of a startup, I think is a, is a really valuable um, kind of set of experiences. And so having experienced that myself, um, I both act as a mentor, but in also very excited about the technology. And I think that uh, my lab really focuses on solving kind of pressing problems, uh, particularly those, uh, you know, we face here in this state as it relates to healthcare. care. Um, and so, you know, this is very much something that I'm actively 
participating in in terms of the development of, but also uh, trying to guide and mentor students uh, as they, uh, you know, think about their long-term careers and, and um, you know, paths towards success. No, oh, that's great. And, and Rebecca, real quickly, where can people find out more information about the program and, and uh, all the different projects that you, you are undertaking? Absolutely. So for more updates and information on this program, please visit our Patents Products website at research.hawaii.edu backslash patents2products, or you can directly email us at patents2products at hawaii.edu. Very good. Well, Dr. Rebecca Chung, she's a technology licensing officer and associate director of innovation programs. And Dr. Tyler Ray is the assistant professor in the Department of Mechanical Engineering. And I want to thank them both for joining us today. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the state's digital equity plan and the upcoming broadband hoike. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And of course, our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.